Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. Parents need to keep in mind the problem of that summer slide, which is learning loss during the months of not attending school. I, for one, am one of those parents who has a high school student who's dealing with that summer slide as we speak. Research has shown that summer slide can sometimes place parents and students as much as three months behind in their peers when they return to school in the fall and press a lot of parents under stress as well with getting them to catch up. Joining me now to learn more about how parents and others can help children prevent from falling into the dangers of summer slide is Josie Beats, Senior Vice President of Advancement, United Through Reading. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. This is such an important topic. Absolutely. Now, uh, first, tell us how can parents um, such as myself and others, encourage their children to fit in reading while they're off from school in between those video games and playing with their friends. <laughs> well, look, I, I feel you. I'm in the same situation as well, trying to get my kids to, you know, keep engaged in learning, even though there's the pool of, or the pull of the beach and the pool and the video games and the friends and all of that. And, and I want them to be able to take that break, you know? Um, but I don't want them to fall into this summer slide trap, right? So one, some of the ways that you can really engage with your kids to keep them in, uh, you know, reading and exercising those muscles is spend at least 20 minutes a day with books and reading. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, war and peace. It doesn't have to be something that they're actually like, you know, actively learning from. It can even be reading old books that you read when they were littler kids, you know, something that's nostalgic and maybe a little bit easier. You're still working those muscles and make it a routine, make it something Thing that you do every day. You know, one of the things that I've tried to do with our family is whenever we go somewhere, right? Because we do a lot of sort of staycation trips <laughs> this summer. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, you know, take a book with you. And then at that location, whether it's the beach or a museum, spend 10 minutes with your books and reading there and make it a real destination opportunity. Um, you know, we all are familiar with sort of the bedtime routine of reading, and it is important, you know, keep that routine going during the summer. Um, that also really helps keep kids uh, keep reading front of mind. Those are some great tips there. And we know that, as I said, it not only affects the kids with that summer slide, it affects the parents um, trying to help them catch up especially in the first couple of months of the school year. And it also affects those teachers who are getting those kids into the first year, which is why I'm representing the Chicago Teachers Union on behalf of my brother. He's a school teacher, um, elementary school teacher up there today. So we know it impacts um, teaching staff as well as parents and children. So tell us how else can failing to read during the summer months hurt the educational development for children? 
Yeah, you know, we've been sort of in the community of literacy and education tracking the the idea of the summer slide for about 25 years. And so there's a ton of research on it. And it's about, you know, the kids really losing that knowledge, particularly in reading and math over summer break, those foundational skills. Um, and the average student that research shows us is that 17 to 34% of kids lose those prior year learning gains uh, during the summer break. And, and the worst part about it is it can be cumulative. So if you lose a little one summer and you use a little next summer, it sort of gets worse as you go on. Um, we also know that literacy, right? Right, is the foundation of learning. Even in math, you've got those word problems, but, but you got to be able to understand and comprehend the words. Same thing in science. And so reading as an activity over the summer is something that can really, really help, uh, you know, keep that loss at bay. That's some um, great information there. Now, um, I have to be honest with you. I do have the 15-year-old high schooler, but I do have three older children, adult children um, who came before him. And so back in the day with my older children who were born in the 90s, I hate to say that, um, <laughs> that's aging myself. But um, we know back then they had those, you could go to um, the parents' teacher store and get those huge summer educational books that had the math and had the science and mm -hmm. had the reading and things of that nature. And um, now with the advancements of technology, you know, those type of books have gone away. It, it, um, over time, I'm aging myself again. It changed over, um, transitioned to CD-ROMs. <laughs> and then those disappeared too. So um, going back to just a basic book, because just having a physical book in hand is so important. Um, it takes you into that fantasy land. And I always try to incorporate that now with my youngest son. So um, let's tell me about the importance of curating a summer reading list for children that they will enjoy, because it used to be easy and we know it's not as easy anymore as it used to be. Yeah, and you know, it's it's wonderful. We have so many options uh, in books uh, to to start with, but it also can be overwhelming, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what I meant about the easy, the easy part back in the day. Right. So there's a lot more options now for sure. Right. Like I remember when I was, you know, really into reading, I was sort of a, a tween and I would read the babysitters club and I would oh, just yes. devour them. But it was safe. Like my mom always knew I can just fire a babysitter's club, <laughs> you know. Um, now there's all of these series and they're so interesting and you can't tell one from the other. So it's really important to talk to your kids about what they enjoy and what they want to, how they want to use their sort of brain vacation time, you know. What do they want to read about? Right now, my son is very into Kobe Bryant. And so, he really wanted a jersey and I was like, we can get a jersey, but we also got to get some books, you know, because there's some great books out there about Kobe Bryant and basketball and stuff. And he, so he's learning all about that and he's excited about it because it was his idea. Um, the research that we have again about summer lists, right? If you can just incorporate six books into your summer reading routine, that's enough to really help prevent that summer slide, that summer learning loss. And I, like, that's so easy, just six books. Um, at United Through Reading, we 
uh, we work with military families and we actually curate a list of books for them that we keep on our website that anyone can access at unitedthroughreading.org. And you can sort them by reading level, by age, by grade, by topic. Um, and it's it's super, it's a super great place to start if you do feel feel overwhelmed by those choices. And also, you know, don't forget about your local library. Um, we are huge fans of libraries over here at United Through Reading. And your library, most of them have a summer reading program of some kind that has some titles that they're featuring. Um, you know, we have partnered with the military libraries that are on installations across the country and around the world this summer. And the theme is the great outdoors, you know, read beyond the beaten path. And so we're providing some books that talk about adventure and outdoors skills and learning new things as part of that program. And so those are some great places to start when you, you know, pull up your Amazon or you walk into Barnes and Noble and you're just like, I cannot, there's too many. <laughs> and I love that you said that your website, unitedthroughreading.org, has a way for you to um, search books by the topic because, like you say, your son is into Kobe Bryant, so it's very easy to go on there and just type that in and find some books. Uh, my 15-year-old son, he's into um, superheroes and Marvel, so that would be perfect for me as a re um, resource, and I'm sure other parents as well to go, you know, and know their kids' interest and go and type that interest in and find those books that would be best recommended for them to read during the summer. Now, we know that a lot of times kids reading, um, their love for reading or joy for reading can come from the parents' joy for reading. Um, I myself grew up, like you said, with the Beverly Cleary and, and all of that as a kid. Um, and so my love for reading has continued through the years as well. So uh, tell us from your expert perspective, how that influence can impact a child in their joy for reading, especially when it's not mandated to read like during the summer months. <laughs> yeah, and so this is so important and because for good or bad, right? Uh, kids do what their parents do, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, I'm reminded of this every time I'm in traffic and I say something and I'm not supposed to say in front of my kids. And then they <laughs> um, but if your child sees you reading, they're going to want to read too. And so when you're doing, when you're incorporating that reading routine, make sure that it's not just like the kids on the couch reading and you scrolling your phone, you know, <laughs> which I am guilty of. I will, I will be the first to tell you, um, make sure that you're reading a book too. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a novel. Um, we're big fans of graphic novels here at United Through Reading. Um, it's a great way to engage kids who might be hesitant about reading or feel like they need to, you know, build some skills before they jump into, you know, pure chapter books. Um, I actually am reading a graphic novel right now. And so I sit down with my graphic novel, let my kids sit down with their books, my son with his Kobe Bryant books, my daughter with her sort of fantasy novels that she reads and, and we read. And it's also, you know, it can be recipes. It can be the newspaper. It can be magazines. It can be anything. But, you know, so much research has shown that in parental involvement in a child's reading is the most important determinant 
in developing language and foundational literacy skills. And so reading together with your child isn't just for, um, you know, that development piece, but also it's a great bonding moment. It certainly is. And I love that you brought that up about the different um, types of content that you can read, that parents can read that will influence the child's reading as well. Um, for example, my husband reads the newspaper. He has to read his newspaper. Uh, me, I have to have my magazines and uh, my um, autobiographies. I love mm -hmm. autobiographies. And so when my children um, even my adult children, you know, growing up, seeing us, you know, reading a newspaper, reading a magazine, reading, you know, autobiography, reading poems or, or what have you. I, I believe that, you know, helped foster that love for reading. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought that's an excellent tip, because a lot of that's something that a lot of parents don't think about, you know, just you reading your daily paper mm -hmm. can greatly influence your child to, you know, want to even pick out the comics in the paper or, you know, the sports, like you said, the sports section, if they love sports or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. So um, perfect advice and, and great tips there. Now, um, United Through Reading, like you said, is, is doing wonderful work and has been doing so for many years and has impacted many families, had a positive influence. Um, tell us more about the impact that United Through Reading has made over the decades for millions of families. So United Through Reading, uh, we connect military families through that shared story time that we've been talking about today. Uh, you know, many times because of military duty, a mom or dad have to leave home for a period of time. And we help keep that reading routine going by recording the service member reading a story on video, and then we send the video and the book to the child. It's super important for us to get those books into the hands of kids. And so it's not just a video that we're sending home. It's the, it's the video with the story time and the book. Um, kids can read along with their loved one, even when they're far away, and they can do it anytime, anywhere, as many times as they want. Just last year, we connected uh, 200,000 military family members through reading and provided military kids with 50,000 books, um, saving thousands of bedtime stories. You know, we all know that feeling of sitting down at bedtime and reading to a little kid and the magic that happens there. And so we like to say that we're saving story time, bedtime story time for military families. Um, and we've been doing that for 33 years. It's so funny. You mentioned CD-ROMs. When we started on the piers of San Diego, it was it was camcorders and giant VHS tapes, you know, <laughs> but it was still the core of our mission, reading on video to kids while, you know, while you were gone on a Navy deployment on a ship or going to Afghanistan so that you can keep those bonds together. Yes, and that bond is so important for military families. And just with you describing that, I'm thinking about the excitement and the joy of an elementary child being able to go back. You know, the first um, question a teacher will ask, well, what did you do this summer? And just having a child having that excitement of getting to say, you know, my um, parent is, you know, they're in the military, they're overseas right now. However, you know, I got to spend time with them 
through reading through the program, you know, via this connection, via via the technology, and that is so wonderful. And it also allows the parent who is in the military to not only bottle with their child to save that reading time, but also to share in their summer experience and not feel like they're missing out on that. So um, I definitely applaud you for everything that you're doing, everything that the organization has done and will continue to do for decades to come, um, saving reading time, like you said, one story at a time. Um, let us know, in addition to the website, let us know where else people can find out more information about the organization. Absolutely. So you can obviously go to our website, unitedthroughreading.org. You can find out more about the different ways that we uh, provide our services to military families and veterans. Veterans can use the mobile reading app that we have available on every app store that's out there. Um, you can also follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram, we are UTR and then the number four and then military. Um, that's the same on Twitter, UTR for military. And then we're United Through Reading on Facebook. Um, we'd love for you to follow us and learn more about what we do and hear directly from the families whose lives we're getting to impact every day. We will, absolutely. And we will include all of that information on the video as well as in our feature article for you. So that way parents can connect and families can connect as well. And even um, if they want to contribute in any kind of way or be of service to, you know, continue for you all to continue your tradition of keeping that story time alive, they'll be able to do that as well. So again, that website is unitedthroughreading.org. Again, thank you so much, Josie, for joining me today and talking about this in your organization. You are definitely appreciated and your organization is appreciated. And I wish you and your family a wonderful rest of the summer. Thank you. You and yours as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.